0: hello and welcome to the pirates podcast to be named later here on the dk pittsburgh sports podcasting network my name is alex dump and the black screen to my right is eddie provident eddie how you doing man
1: um sitting here at west Mifflin, get ready for some high school football today but it's going well alex it's going well we're gonna talk some pirates baseball with you
0: okay we're, we're gonna talk some pirates baseball So we'll get this one started and I texted him beforehand. What are we going to talk about? And he said, "Look, we we did the around the infield. We got to talk about first base today. But who exactly is this first baseman of the future?" I did a deep dive into Triolo before my last mound visit, where he had one of the greatest September's we've ever seen from a Pirates rookie. What can we take away from that? Short story. I mean, read the article, but the short version is there are some good things you should take from it. There's also some things that aren't going to be replicated from that September. But is he the first baseman of the future? I I know people want to slot someone in there, but I I don't think Triello is the type of guy that you do look at the future because he's got so much defensive versatility. There's so much value there. Plus, outside of that month in September, he's never really had like a great full offensive month. So I, I would hesitate to just name him last year's
1: opening day first baseman. I wish you could see the smile on my face right now because what has my industry standard line been about first base? This this offseason, this the end of this season, they need to spend money on a first baseman. I've said that from probably June on, July on, uh, about how the pirates need to really invest in first base. They need to, to get a name in here, they need to, you know, make a splash. And you know what? Your article changed my mind. Really? I and I know that wasn't the intent of the article, Alex, but since since we've talked about your article, you have a screen grab here with some of his stats. Jared Triolo in, the, uh, in September of 2023, 18 games played a 1025 OPS in seven. Uh, yeah, game started 17. He's, you know, just was on a different level. Yeah, I'm the only rookie. Uh, according to your article, uh, to have a better September than him was to Brian Hayes. Uh, I don't think that he is going to replicate that September. Okay, I want to make that perfectly clear. I don't think that that's what we're going to expect from Jared Triolo. I don't think he's going to have Hall of Fame numbers his entire career. However, I do think Jared Triolo is going to find some kind of even uh, like level uh, where he's not... Um, maybe, and I don't think he was ever bad, but he's not as low as he was. Like his his season averages uh, were uh, two ninety eight batting average, three ninety eight slugging, seven eighty five OPS. So a little below average on everything except for batting average. I don't think he'll be like that. I also don't think he'll be what he was in September. But I think if he can find the middle, he's a very very uh, convenient and a very uh, sturdy first and reliable first baseman for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'm going on record of changing my mind about what they should spend money on this off season, And I think Jared Triolo should be the opening day 2024 starter at first base.
0: Well, I mean, not to put words in your mouth, I would assume that means your offseason focus would be adding starting pitching then? 100%. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, we're still, 100%. In, we're still in agreement there. We're still yeah. in
1: agreement there. That, that should be. The- now. if they want to, if they want to get somebody to platoon with Triolo, like and they want to bring back Carlos Santana, or if there's another cheaper option, I'm okay with that. But I actually want to see Jared Triolo get a fair sh- a chance at being a part of the everyday lineup. I, I think he earned it the, at the end of the season. And I, I think that if I'm going to stick to my guns about them going with the youth movement, then he's part of that. He, he has to be part of that. And I, I think to be consistent, I, I got to, you know, I changed my mind. Okay. I I mean, was I'm going to I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna agree with some parts of this because yes, he had he did show enough this year that he deserves an ample look in 2024. Uh, somewhere. You, know, he has to, you have to factor in Jared Ciolo as one of those guys who matters for 2024, who matters for this organization moving forward, and not just because he had a good month, but because he has this great track record as a defender, the fact that he's improved as a hitter, the fact that he has gotten better as a ball player. Just those are the type of things that you do see that you do got to take into consideration with all this. I hesitate to just name him the first baseman, though, because A... I, I hate wasting, you know, an, a a great glove at first base and maybe wasting's not the right word for it, but like he could be so much more like we saw this guy start to play second base really for the first time up in the major leagues. And he looked pretty natural turning a couple of those double plays as it went on. Like it, I think he could do that. He could do third base pretty well. He, we didn't see him in the outfield, but he can play some outfield. So I think there's a way that you can bend Zobris, this guy that he's in the lineup almost every day. And if someone goes down with injury, okay, Triolo's taking that spot. That's why I hesitate to just put him at first base because you lose one of your best lines of defense. I think with
1: Triolo. So I, but r- real quick to cut you off there, because I have a que- a question that pertains to that. Are the, pirates as a team better with him in the position that you're speaking about, or are they better as a team with having him? um, What if he's able to bury the first base problem? Are they a better team with him playing all over the place? And is he a better player for that? Or are they a better team and he's a better player focusing on one position? It like with still having, again, somebody, some depth there to where if he does need to spot start at third or at second, we have enough the pirates have enough infielders like they have enough middle infielders i think that they are are fine at middle infield so uh, to not necessarily disagree with you about him at second i, I don't know that i want to see that and i think that i would rather see those corner infield that that, cor- that that problem that it's it's been there for 3 years now bury first base and give this guy a shot
0: the Pirates are a better team if Triolo is that utility guy because that implies a first base has been taken care of in some way, somehow. And look, I don't yeah, think that, that's, no fair. Good that's fair. There is no good answer for first base here. There are going to be people who say, hey, you could look at the prospects. You could look at Malcolm Nunez. You could look at Matt Gorski. Those are two guys who are in the top 20 who should be in AAA next year, should be theoretically on the radar for a major league promotion. You could look at the free agent market. I, I've we had Reese Hoskins as a white whale for me, but I expect the Phillies will probably they'll probably uh, give him a qualifying offer. So I don't see the Pirates, you know, outbidding anyone even for a pillow contract for him. Stick even a pen in that, that Phillies be, thing, man. That would be such a good fit. I, I I stand by it, but I just don't see that happening. I look at the trade market. Uh, angels are going to tear it down probably. So is Brandon Drury. Up for grabs, I, I think I'd be more willing to accept Triolo as the everyday first baseman if they get someone like Drury, who is also a utility man, but I also be fine with just putting him at first base. Yes, he'd be a little expensive at $8.5 million, but you can make it work if you want to take a different route, kind of like what they we saw last year with Connor Joe. Uh, Seth Brown of the Athletics, I think, is someone who had a real bad year this year, but good 2020. Uh, two season do you bounce on do you buy on a buyback for a guy who will cost you a middle of the road prospect I imagine and I imagine that everyone is still for sale for the athletics until they actually get to Vegas. So I, I see a couple options. I, I, Carlos Santana is as great a guy as Carlos Santana is in the clubhouse. I don't know how much he moves the needle as a ball player anymore so I'm kind of looking of what can you do better than that. And there are limited options. If things happen that Jared Triolo goes into spring training with that inside track for first base and he plays well in spring training to earn it, you can work with it, you can live with it. But I kind of look at you need more depth in this offense right now. I think there's a way you could get Triolo 100-plus starts as a Ben Zobris type as is. So I'm not rushing to just slot him into a position for next year quite yet.
1: Look, I'm never going to say no to depth. You know, if they want to bring in somebody that's going to add to that, Drury's a very interesting name that I, you know, I guess because he is similar and that he can play multiple positions. I, I never really, like, he never crossed my mind, but that, that's actually a pretty intriguing uh, name that you bring up. Uh, man, it's just... The more that I've sat on this, the more I've thought about it. The more I'm I'm watching these teams in the playoffs, um, the more I am starting to see that they need to upgrade their pitching. And I don't. That is not me saying anything bad about Mitch Keller and what he did this past season, or you know, uh, Oviedo and what he can be. And I think that I, I personally think Roanzi has a great chance to bounce back next season. I do too, but. They need another arm. They need, a, or they, two, they need, yeah. or two that is not just going to be a serviceable four or five. They need somebody that can come in and shut teams down. And I don't know, as much as I like Mitch Keller, I don't know if he's proven 100% to be that guy yet. I think he can be, but I don't think he's completely proven it. And I'd love to see them take that money that originally I wanted them to dump on a first baseman and go pitching.
0: So we'll be back in a minute to talk about the MLB postseason and how I have a bone to pick because I always have a bone to pick with something. back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm Alex Dunphy as Eddie Provenant And Eddie, I do not like this new MLB playoff format. I called that I really thought the Phillies were the team to beat in the NL and is staying as is. I mean, we are recording this. Friday early evening, so that game is yet to conclude. But at the time of this, according the Phillies are halfway to their second straight pennant. They are definitely a team that is built for October. But (laughs) I have a hard time accepting all whenever the Diamondbacks are also in the mix. And then you look in the American League, and the Rangers are in the mix. And I feel like this new playoff format with that long layoff for the top two division winners in each league really punishes you for winning too many games yes you get out of a three game series and that's very valuable but i think these teams are too rusty going into there that missing a turn it's a longer break than the all-star game and they're just coming out flat and i think that's becoming very apparent and i can't think of a way to shorten those series other than just go back to the traditional traditional or what we were accustomed to in the wild card round and that's just make those wild card games do or die and just have four right out of the gate. You're playing for your season. It, I think that's a good way to incentivize not only winning the division, but striving to be more than just the three seeds. So I, I'm going to die on this hill that I want. I'm with we you. Are, we have, we've got to find a way to make 162 matter more.
1: Yeah, so I'm with you, and I, I do agree that something needs to change. I would say that they go to a almost what hockey does a one eight, and just have the one play the eight, the two play the seven, the three play the six in the in in the you know or give the the top three seeds to the division winners of the league, and then you you know from there you go, and then the rest are wild cards, but with a caveat to make one sixty two matter more. Uh, I heard this idea for the NHL on a hockey podcast out of Canada, Canada the Steve Dangle podcast. Uh, they had brought up the idea of the first round giving uh, an extra home game to the, um, to the home team or to the top seed. Uh, so what you would do is the division winners would get a 2-1-1 series instead of a 2-2. So you would get two home, one away, one home, and then you know split. So you have four games. You, the first four games you have three home games. Uh, I like that personally. I think that 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 gives a little bit more home field advantage, and in baseball, home field advantage matters more. I think uh, because of you know the the idea of not knowing every outfield, and you know you're you're comfortable in your in your ballpark. Uh, I think that that gives a little bit more incentive and it gives two more markets an opportunity to, uh, in each each league, two more uh, markets, a chance to experience baseball, uh, playoff baseball. And I think it drives tickets up. I think, you know, it's still I just think it makes things more interesting, personally. Uh, That's really the only way I see they fix it, unless they take a step backwards and go towards like the older ways that they've done things.
0: Yeah, i i can't expand the playoffs anymore personally I just can't like maybe whenever they go to
1: 32 that is, teams, that is such a baseball that is such a baseball thing though man i
0: i get it, it's the longest regular season you need to have it matter for something yeah I, I i'm gonna stand by it why do you play 162 if 162 doesn't matter and i get what matters in October is just getting there and making it work but i Okay. what if, if you coast through 162, you should be given the inside track. And I don't think that the Dodgers and the Braves really had an inside track. That the Braves' reward for being the best team in baseball the entire year was to sit for a week and then go up against a team that was 100% built to play in October. And I'm not faulting the Phillies for being built to play in October. That's fine. This is a team that's built for th- five and seven game series and not for 162. Okay. You got to punish those teams a little. So, so you know what you do the three-game series.
1: You know what you do to fix the Dodgers and Braves thing, right? What salary cap that has? Yeah, now the, because they can't just buy their way to being the best team for 162. I'm not I think
0: I, salary I, is like very not. Well, the Dodgers. Large. They, they,
1: no, but the Dodgers. You got what I'm saying. The Dodgers like. These big teams, these big, these big payroll teams. That, anyways, don't look at me like that. You know what no, I mean. No, I
0: am gonna look at you like this. You've lost your damn mind. Listen, no, you, you, you know what you, I you, mean. You, you, you <laughs> really expand the playoffs. Said, you know what the problem with two plus two is we don't have an equal fish.
1: Listen, <laughs> listen. Expand the playoffs to eight teams, quit being a baseball no. purist, or no. or here's hey, one teams, for you.
0: Hey, the majority of teams make the playoffs? What
1: business is this? One 120 games. They don't need 162 games. No. The baseball season is already too long. Make it 120 games. Cut it down. No,
0: no. You, you are digging yourself a bigger... I got my
1: coach behind the, behind the camera agreeing with me and, and clapping his hands, man. 120 games. Make the baseball season shorter. It doesn't need to be that long. You get better baseball. You get guys that are, are more well-rested, and then it makes the playoffs better because they're not as worn out. I don't know how to proceed with any of this. I wow! Uh, but I, listen the 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 hate the hate comments I'm going to get today this week, man. Like they already don't like me, Alex. It's going to be. I, I'm just letting it all. out. i have just I've unloaded the clip on the rest of the season on the off season, man.
0: Yeah, you you just want to get rid of the fourth of the regular season and make sure that half the oh, more than half the teams make yep. like the playoffs. Besides that, absolutely, hundred percent. Wow, wow. Okay.
1: Expand wow. to 32. Make it eight playoff teams per per league. Knock it down to 120. Got yourself a a winning, a winning formula. (laughs) I think I broke Alex. So we're going to take a break and head to a third segment. (laughs)
0: back, I guess, to, I'm still in shock here, Pirates Podcast to be named later, Eddie Provident here for his last week ever. Eddie, any last words before you get your, your butt thrown out on the street?
1: <laughs> um, man, I just, I want to like, so one of my best friends, uh, shout out Matt now. I know he listens to the show occasionally, even though he's a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Um, he is, he's from Philly. And I've been talking with him, and almost uh, you know, vicariously living through him on this playoff run. Um, man, the Phillies vibes are immaculate, bro. Like right now, that the, the whole thing in Philadelphia is just absolutely unreal. People on the on the uh, roof of the stadium, just home run after home run, dancing in the bullpen, dance er, in the uh, in the uh, dugout, dancing in the stands. It, this is what I want a Pirates run to look like. And I, I know that I'm giving the city of Philadelphia too much credit after I just trashed how baseball operates, but man, this is fun to watch.
0: I, I, I mean, I'm with you with the vibes. They're also, I mean, very blackout night, you know, junior, you know, that they got going on over there, but I, I got to ask you a, a question, Eddie, on behalf of the Texas Rangers, and that's, can you take me higher to a place where blind men see? I'll,
1: I'll if spare you have, everyone. If you would have told me that Austin Hedges would be two games away from a World Series, <laughs> <laughs> to
0: a place where blind men see.
1: So I, I just want to make sure. I, I want to make sure we got this right. Yeah. I want to get rid of 100. uh, What approximately 42 games of the the regular season, and I want to expand the playoffs. I want to expand the playoffs to eight teams. Yeah. And you're singing Creed. Yeah. This is the content that people are here for. October podcasts are brutal, man.
0: We. And that's why we thank you all for listening to this episode of the Pirates Podcast to be named later. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe because it will be November in the off season eventually. For Eddie Provident, I'm Alex Storm saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.